0: This is the Green Strength Podcast with Lucius Tyree IV, where the mission is building strength, enhancing performance, and uplifting consciousness. So tune in with the mind, body, and spirit, and let's get moving. Welcome to the very first episode of the Green Strength Podcast with Lucius Tyree IV. I'm super excited that we're getting this off the ground. My name's Jeffrey Long. I'm here
1: with Lucius. Coach Luke. Yes. How are you today? Uh, I'm wonderful because we're finally doing this. We're finally getting it off finally the finally breaking out of my shell. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> this is going to be a fun, exciting adventure that we're taking into yeah. the podcast universe. Um, for those that know Coach Luke, he has... Uh, a wealth of knowledge on a variety of subjects. And this week, we're just gonna lay the foundation with talking about what is green strength and what are the pillars of green strength. Uh, This is just gonna be our jumping off point to lead us towards all the other fantastic content that's gonna be coming. And so, again, this is just our introductory podcast. We thank you so much for joining us here. And I wanna start off, Luke, by giving you an opportunity to tell all the listeners a little bit about your background and how you kind of came up in this world of physical culture.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I've been doing, I guess what you call personal training or being in the fitness industry now for, um, 16 years. And I started just like everybody else. I started with continuing education, going to, going to college and studying kinesiology. And, um, then I just, my creative mind, my wandering mind started just taking me deeper into who I like to, I guess I like to call the weird guys, the guys that aren't very popular out there, but they're just raw. They've been doing it for so long, and they're just, their whole life is wrapped up around, like, true health and wellness. And um, after training and training a bunch of athletes, I was a strength coach. I did, uh, trained um, a couple of different hockey teams, and I was a, a private strength coach for several different uh, NFL football players and an NHL hockey player, Um you know, different athletes, uh, martial artists, as we know, we'll talk to many of them. Um, and then a, a whole plethora of just everyday moms, dads, kids, everybody. But um, what I started finding through my own education was when I started getting deeper into things, especially health and like feeling better, moving better, and even thinking better, everybody kind of started coming back to the same basics that we, we forget today because we're looking ahead. And um, so personally, on my own journey, I started implementing these things. I'd already been training. I'd been working with different nutrition coaches. I'd worked with different world-class strength coaches and like everything was good. Everything was scientific, sound, proper. Um, there wasn't anything wrong. There was just always room to improve or there was always room to learn and to kind of assess what I'm doing and realize like, am I Doing like, am I doing way more than I need to be doing? Can I prioritize things that actually work and don't work? And um, once I started to put that stuff together and think about it, it all just came back to where I started Green Strength, and it came back to like these three pillars that make up Green Strength. And and so, personally, I took a quest to eliminate all supplements. I eliminated just even the way I trained, like following a very very strict program. I'm feeling like I had to do what these things said every day. And I psychologically got wrapped up into it and I just started being real, man. I just started thinking about moving, eating real food and having better thoughts and paying attention to my breath every day. And it was blown away at the results that I personally got, you know, like myself, like everything I started learning more about myself. I started moving better. My strength went up. just everything got better. It was like amazing. And then I started looking back into the guys that I'd really been following and learning from. Um, some of them, my two favorites, uh, Paul Check and Charles Poliquin, and I would just always kind of look back and it's like, man, they've been saying this stuff forever. Like they've been saying what to do, but it's, it's the stuff that we all don't want to do. It's the stuff that we don't want to look back into. We don't want to look back into our lifestyle. And so that is really what I've, I've built green strength up to. Um, you mentioned physical culture earlier and physical culture is something that's been around. Physical culture has been around for so long and there are so many amazing like what we call old time physical culturists or strong men or just, they were basically like the Jack LaLanes before Jack LaLane and they were strong, very strong and they were muscular for these times, 1800s and stuff. I mean, we're talking way back in the day, but they could move. Joint by joint, they had balance, stability, strength, grace. And you read their writings, and it was all about how the body moves, nourishing the body correctly, resting the body. Training was always finding your weakness, diving into your weakness, and breaking it down. So this stuff, from the, the stuff I was applying in modern day to the stuff I was reading about in the 17 and 18 and early 1900s, and I realized that it all just came back to the same thing which is looking back into your lifestyle, creating a better environment to thrive off of, whether it's jujitsu, riding a bike, being a mom, whatever it is health wise, there's a better optimal base that we have to reach. And that is what my green strength system is. That's what I created. I'm not tied to any one thing. I want people to explore exercise, but I want people to kind of put their A's and their B's and their C's in a row in order to earn the right to do these things. Um, because I pushed the envelope way too far, you know, and I got to <laughs> yeah. learn myself supplements. Right? There yeah. was
0: there was no magic pill that people want to look for now, and this is appealing to me because people are like, "Who's this guy, Jeff?" I'm just so I'm here as the everyday guy, right? Like I. I, I work all day. I have some hobbies like jujitsu and volleyball and all these sorts of things. I come and I train with green strength. And I'm that common guy out there that wants all this stuff, but I get so bogged down in the information on the internet. Mm-hmm. And there's all these different kinds, of, oh, you gotta do this diet, you gotta eat this way, and oh, you gotta yeah. take these supplements and you gotta have a, you know, a, a shelf full of pills in your 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 bathroom that you're taking every day mm-hmm. to have optimal performance. And you're taking a look at like, you know, look, this is all new stuff that is very recent, but you look to these guys yeah. that are old school strong dudes way back in the day, and they didn't need any of that stuff, and they performed at a very high level. So why do we need it? So what were they
1: doing? Man, they they were intellectual. Like you know, they really truly cared about their feeling, and um, I think it's just we know we talk about it in, in society today. We talk about that we live in a time of of high stress and chaotic times, and we're always moving, and we just we don't have time to kind of go back into one of those one of those pillars and like breathe. And, you know, as I told, we've talked about a thousand times, one of one of the three pillars is, is daily attention to breath. So real
0: quick, give yeah. us, give us this overview. What are the three yeah. pillars of green strength to start us out?
1: Well, the mission of green strength is to uplift consciousness, enhance performance, and tune into both mind, body, and spirit, um, through exercise, you know, through food and exercise. But our three pillars it makes it very simple. It's like look at the environment of a, a healthy, athletic, capable, happy, successful person, and you have somebody that's that's putting good fuel into their body. They're conscious of what they eat. I don't care if it's vegan, if it's another diet, doesn't matter. They're eating real nutrient dense foods that are that are benefiting them to some kind. Um, and then you look at another thing that they all do, and they move like whether they're busy they're they like gardening they like cleaning the house they like going on walks that or they're playing recreational sports with friends they love moving and so they just simply get so many more steps and activity every day than people ever imagine you know and then the third thing is back to the breath like breath fascinated me and I put this in there because like one day I realized like wait breath was like the first thing that we were granted on this earth and it's the last thing that we're going to have. And yet I don't ever think about it, you know? And then it's like, this is really, this is backwards. And so, and then like anybody, you start to dive down breath and there's so many books and so much research and so much stuff out now. Um, it's like a never ending rabbit hole of just, it literally touches into everything. So we have daily mindful movement, we have eating real food on a daily basis and we have paying attention to our breath, which is you know, a sense of meditation, taking a minute, slowing your breath down, you know, being where you are and being conscious and, and kind of taking a an inner look at yourself.
0: It, it literally just made me like stop and take a breath. I yeah. literally just had to like stop and take a deep breath. I, I find I'm always in that like shallow breathing, kind of not having that that conscious right. breath that goes on. Um, and this is great because this is this is all like fundamental stuff that is hard for us to hear sometimes where it's like, Mm -hmm. it's not a quick fix. It's a, it's the daily practice of doing all these things.
1: It's not. Um, it's been tough on, on myself too, because I've had a a very weird transition with this. And I think you've been around for a while. You've probably kind of noticed this. It's like, man, I, I really don't know what to teach anymore. And what I mean by that is it's like, I consider myself and what I consider green strength to truly be is it's like a rocket ship, man. It's 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 supposed to be able to I'm supposed to be able to facilitate and help you get to where you want to go. If that's to hand you off to another professional, an expert in that area that you're interested into, that's that's my job. Like that's I take pride in being able to get everybody to a baseline level and at a baseline ability with all different exercise tools to start to to get their own adventure, their own journey started. I mean, my life was literally changed through strength conditioning. I had some powerlifting and all that different stuff. But like when I found the kettlebell, that was part of this whole journey, you know? So I want to, I want to get people to, to realize like I can get healthy. I can have the ability to then like find what I enjoy doing. I don't want to tell people what to do anymore. I mean, I can write programs and tell you how to live, but then that just doesn't sound healthy to me. I want to get to know you. I want to know what you're interested in. I want to know what you want to do. And then our, our goal is like, okay, where are you at? Let's reverse engineer from that person or where you want to be. And let's like be real, reverse engineer an actual plan. Use all the science, use all the programs out there, but don't get dogmatic. Don't feel like one's better than the other, this is better than that. Like, It's all about finding what works for you, what inspires you, what gets you up every day, wanting to eat better food, wanting to move, wanting to go to the gym or whatever. And so that's kind of where I feel green strength is now. When I mentioned it's hard to train people, as, as you know, it's like, we wanna train people to learn skills. It's essentially martial arts with the iron in the strength conditioning world. I mean, there are levels to this and it's not all about the weight on the bar. There are levels to being healthy. There are levels to having skill sets and anybody is capable of doing it. As long as we you know, get around the right people, slow down and start to kind of actually realize like what we're doing,
0: you know? Absolutely. So I want to touch a little bit on each of these three pillars. Mm-hmm. Um, you've, you've mentioned eating real food, the you know primal strength training and mindful movement, and then the breath work yeah. and, and being present, those kind of things. So let's start out with food, right? Okay. This is, I think, a, a good place to start out. So give us a... And, and just for all the listeners, we're going to go deeper into each one mm-hmm. of these over time uh, to give you even more deeper philosophy about what it is that, that green strength believes about these topics. But let's, t- let's take a little bit of a, an overview of yeah. the eat real food, because there are man, it's, it's overwhelming right now, the kind of information that's out mm-hmm. there and all kinds of diets and, and, and they come and they go and people have success with different things, but you know, give us your kind of baseline overview of, of how you feel about this first
1: pillar of eating real food. Man, this is a, this is a huge one. It's like, uh, it's like owning three cars when you're not even 16, you know, like everybody's <laughs> got all these supplements and things, but they don't even have their license yet, <laughs> it's. You know, Man, I'm, I'm, gonna, a vic- I'm a victim. We all, of this, we all are. You know, and it's just marketing. It's, uh, it's all this stuff. But like, we all have room to grow nutritional wise. And it, the biggest thing I always hear from everybody is like, "All oh, my diet's good. My diet's good." Like, everybody seemingly knows something about nutrition, and that's what makes it hard. You know, everybody's done something. They've lost a little bit of weight here and there, and uh, results happen whether you're doing things correctly or not you know, there's something happening. It doesn't mean it's optimal, but real food as all three of these pillars and including the, what I say on the real food, why, what I love about this is the fact that I feel like it's, it's not arguable. I feel like you can take it to any real doctor, any real physical therapist. And if you kind of go in and you're like, man, this, this green strength dude is telling me to eat real food, move every day and pay attention to my breath. Everybody in the know <laughs> is going to say, that guy knows what he's talking about. <laughs> <Right. laughs> For a foundational level, listen to that, dude. Right. So I've always like laughed that you can get in these avenues. But real food is simple, man. I, I love the Whole30. I love the Whole30 dietary challenge, and I don't even use it as a dietary challenge. I like that they have a PDF of a shopping list of real food and alternative supplements and condiments and things like that. And then there, not to mention there's a blogs upon blogs upon blogs where you can find Whole30 recipes. But the moral is, it's is real food. Right. And that's my first thing with everybody is, you know, like you got to go back to eat, getting 30, 60 days of, you know, 80% just like real food before we start to talk about anything or, you know, before you're jumping on any diet. So pillar number one is eat real food. It's get back to just starting to put nutritious foods, foods that support your fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds. Um, and I know I just say a lot and this is because this is where people learn what works for them and what doesn't. We need to put all the nutritious, good foods in, assess, feel it, discard the ones that don't. And you're kind of like on your path of starting to figure some stuff out. Well, it seems like that will do just an, an innumerable things for you. One,
0: I know when I go and I may or may not have even done this yesterday, eat something that absolutely I know I should not be eating. And I get that instant feedback of, I feel terrible after having eaten this way mm-hmm. and know that if I made a better choice that I'm going to feel better and, yeah. and all that. But on top of that, you're getting the real food that's nutrient dense. So people talk about, oh, do I need to take a multivitamin? Well, if you're eating real food, you don't. I mean, it's you're going to get all those you, things. You, can, you don't need yeah. those supplements because you're getting them in the food that you're eating as opposed to eating junk from
1: a drive through or whatever. Yeah. I mean, we and we're going to go deeper on this, but people that, that don't understand, like, what happens in the gut and the gut's correlation with the brain and just the body in general, it is a wild, wild thing. And to know that the food that we put in our body, like, directly impacts, you know, the gut and and the way we think and the way we recover and the way we move and the way, you know, all of our cognitive abilities It's really quite interesting. So, you know, of course we want to be able to live life when that's all uh, the conversation of balance and, and just assessing like who, how we really want to feel, where we want to be is the degree of which we take that. But all of us need to be eating real food majority of the time. doesn't mean we can't have fun, but... You know, the first part of being healthy and fit and getting optimal results for a lifetime is to change the way you eat. It's not to do a a crazy cut diet and follow it for 16 weeks. It's to learn how to eat and put real foods in your body. And that becomes a lifestyle, which is, you know. So then...
0: And again, I know we're going to talk more about this in future episodes, but I guess from just at least a a basic standpoint, where do some of these other diets fit in, right? Because obviously keto is popular, paleo kind of had its day, Mm -hmm. Um, a lot more people are looking at being vegan or vegetarian these days. Uh, I mean, and there's any number of of options out there. So where where do some of these others fit in? I mean, is this something that you're against or is it a tool at some point? You got to have the baseline. I mean, how do you look at some of these other... I think I told you the
1: story of when I was coming up, I had three main mentors that I really looked up to in the strength conditioning world. And I was kind of creeped out one time when I figured out that, you know, they were all at the time, they were all over 40 years old, um, all three of them. And they were all three in in tremendous shape. And one was a vegan, one was a carnivore, and one ate pretty much whatever the hell he wanted, but it was all real food. And then I realized that that they all sat at the table and agreed – on the same thing. It was what they ingested was of the highest nutritional value. They ingested real food. They eliminated, you know, subcategories of food, but they all still picked from the same pile. And that just that just goes to show that, like what we are talking about earlier, you gotta figure out what works for you. You know, um, sure, all these diets have certain little things. They might help you um, control your calories better. You know, fasting has gotten very popular. With that, I mean, literally because it shortens people's window, it gives them less time to put stuff in their mouth <laughs> and they wonder why they lose weight, you know? And, um, you know, but like with, with all of that stuff, we, we hear the carbs, the, the keto thing. I think a lot of people are just like a terrified of carbs. And especially with, uh, we hear keto getting lean, like we associate keto with like burning fat. And, um, that's another one I think is hilarious. Cause it's like, we should be able to look around the gym and start to see the leanest individuals in the gym, especially there definitely have to be the bodybuilders who get on stage, but they're all eating carbs. Yeah. The majority of them are eating carbs. So it's like the leanest, fittest people, well, not fittest, the like healthiest, <laughs> but like the leanest beings on the, at this moment are still like carb loading and doing things. So we know too much. And what we <laughs> don't know enough of is going back and eating real food 80% of the time. And I feel like that will solve 90% of the problems. Um, what I've always told you and everybody in here at the Green String Place with, with the uh, Whole30 recommendation is I'm always like, before you get crazy and think I wanna go low carb and I'm not gonna enjoy it for a couple months or a month, but uh, I'm gonna miss my rice and my sweet potatoes, it's like, hold on, go Whole30, eat potatoes, eat fruits, eat vegetables like look at that shopping list do you see somebody getting fat right like do you do you, nobody does and so it's like 90% of the time those people start eating all those foods and they realize that they feel better they get leaner they have more energy their gym uh, lifts and things go up and they're still eating their sweet potato yeah and it's like there you go
0: i'm excited to talk about this in a future episode because i'm one of those that i, I don't I'm sure there's a place for it, but I don't necessarily understand some of those very restrictive diets. My body likes carbs. I look at a banana and you people say, oh, there's just so much sugar in a banana. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think anybody got like who fat and healthy off of right? eating a banana. Like, that's so, the
1: thought. Like who is saying these things? Right. Like, man, I mean, we all do stuff every single day that goes, that's a little bit more dangerous than the fructose content in a banana. <laughs> right. Like, I don't know. It's that's, and I've been there. Like yeah. I've literally been there. I've been like, you should watch out for these fruits. And it's like, you should watch out for these fruits. You should eat the hell out of these fruits. <laughs> like, if you get fat on eating too many bananas, I can bring you back from there. Right. But like, if I let you start eating ho-hos and stuff, like we've got metabolic dysfunction, like things are, you're in a whole host of a world of recovery. That's fantastic. You know? Well,
0: I'm excited to talk about that. Yeah. We're going to dive more into eating real food and, and some of those mm-hmm. ideas in future episodes, but let's move on to the next uh, pillar of green strength, primal strength training, playing with mindful movement. Yeah, uh, tell us a little bit about that. What What are we talking about there?
1: Well, we know as we age that we need lean muscle mass. You know, the older we get, we we do not want to lose that bone density and our our lean muscle mass. Like those are critical Absolutely. on aging. So, strength training is one of the most important things for all of us from young to old. Um, I think. I I'm hey man I'm raised my hand I'm on, I'm a strength training training abuser but I, I think it's kind of like very interesting how little strength training we actually need you know 2 to 3 days of of intentional 30 40 minutes of learning how to you know actually recruit muscles and just train properly you're golden it doesn't have to be gut wrenching it doesn't have to rip your leave you sore for days it's it's a it's sending a signal signal I call it primal strength training just because I mean, like the strength training has got to facilitate your life and somehow we don't have to call it functional training and go down that road, but it is, man. It's like, are you doing exercises that like support you to be able to carry something, um, you know, put something up in a cabinet, pick something up off the ground? Like these things, like we need to be squat, we, squatting. We need to be hinging. We need to be pressing both vertical and horizontal. Um, we need to be pulling, doing the same thing, you know, carrying all these patterns. Um, these are I call them primal because, you know, we like to look back in the caveman time and you better be able to move, man. You better be able to crawl around and pick stuff up or you're you're not going to last very long. And so I've, Hey, in green strength, it's like, you better be able to, to do these things or you're going to age a hell of a lot quicker. <laughs> so yeah, daily mindful movement is just to get people, to get people out of their heads, to realize that like, I don't have to go to the gym and do 30 minutes of cardio to try to obtain this body. Like I've just got to move every day. Right. I've got to be a little bit more free. I can relax. I can go for walks. I can start to learn um, all the Budokan mobility, all the all the things we like to do on the floor. And I can start to establish just bouts of play through the day. Um, we all know when we look at children, it's like, well, they have it. They're still kids. They have it. And it's like they have it because they're doing it. And we got to get back to that. So it's like intentional good strength training, and then mindful movement, you know, be free, have fun. Don't put rules on yourself, but move. So we've got two pillars right there. We're eating better food. We're eating real food that humans, that we were designed to eat. And then we're moving. We're actually moving around and we're playing and we're, we're lifting and we're doing things. And I, I, I want to say this because like if you think about it if people have been into a gym they think about it right now the majority of people even fit people are not doing those two things right they sit a lot they play around take a lot of supplements they go to the gym every day because they get that shit in like for sure but they don't do all the other stuff and then when when we go to a yoga class or when we go to the park and we start playing around with friends and you know your fit strong gym buddies still can't move around and stuff like man that's a problem yeah. In my eyes. I mean, that's just that's not healthy.
0: I, I like the way you put that because I feel like there's a lot of division in your industry, right? Like this, 100%. And, and you hear a lot of criticism, like that, that term, you mentioned functional training, mm-hmm. and that, that became kind of a popular term, and it has certain connotations to it maybe. But I think the way you put it makes sense where we're talking about moving and exercising in a way that helps facilitate you going out into the world and doing all the things you want to do in everyday life. Yeah. As opposed to you know, you've got to have this strict power lifting, style lifting or whatever the case is that yeah. maybe somebody that I'm like air quoting here, more traditional, I don't, I don't even know, you know, what's traditionally more, what's, what's old is new and what's-
1: the strong, <laughs> the strong are you the weak, the weak are you the strong. Um, the, the middle ground, then they're not strong enough to hang with the strong, but then they're too cool and too strong to hang with the weak. And so, and where that used to really like show up was when I was in, like, the powerlifting world um, or or more around, like, strength conditioning world. And, like, all my powerlifting buddies, like, big, strong powerlifting buddies, like, if I do any bodyweight things around them or or something, it's like they couldn't ever do anything like that. And it's just like, oh, you're just this little bodyweight dude. I do this. But then the little bodyweight dude couldn't do, you know, what they can do. So it's this pissing contest back and forth, and they both don't ever slow down and see the worlds of just, like, of movement and um strength training and like the core like like the common things there's so many common things they're both learning skills they're both learning how to recruit um motor units they're both learning how to move through a joint by joint manner like they're both doing the same stuff in a sense but they're just psychologically attached to their thing and so back in the day pts used to not really be strong and do anything. And so they'd start talking about all these corrective exercises. And then the strong people are like, well, the dude can't even do jack shit. He didn't know about this. So it's, it's just been divided from that. Um, I think it's cool. There are a lot of like, uh, I'm a big fan of uh, one guy like Charlie Weinroth, is a physical therapist. Um, he's also been in the kettlebell world and he's always been a, a power lifter. And there's like a guy that is like a very smart physical therapist and a very strong mobile man who's intellectually put this together over the, over the years. And those are the people we have to gravitate towards. Mm. You know, those are the ones that are showing firsthand. It's like, nope, we put these worlds together for optimal performance. And then right. you got to know how to put a, put them together. Right. Um, he actually came up with a, a system called, what was it? Uh, train, training equals rehab, rehab equals training. And it's like, yeah, duh. Yeah. Put them together. You know, <laughs> it's if obvious. you're not, if you're a big time powerlifting back squatter and your squat, like that movement, something is not going right. You're not recruiting the right motor units or, or muscles in the right pattern. Like, it serves you right to have somebody, the dork that's smart, to know how to, like, go, you know tweak that and do things and then put you back under that bar. So yes, we're driven. We're driven in diets. We're driven in methods. We're driven in tools. And a lot of it is just trying to make our name, make our money um, or what's what we're passionate about. You right. know, you know, I've, I've been a kettlebell guy and I've pushed kettlebells on everybody, but I also play with maces. I've played with, with everything. I'm just kind of partial to some things. And you've spent your time under the barbell as well. You've done hundred well. percent. Yeah.
0: Well, and I think that it merits some thought into, you've got that dogma that people get set in like uh, my way is the right way and yeah there's more than one way to skin a cat, right? There's there's just so many ways and they can all be right for whatever it is. But then there's also that discussion of specificity versus generalism, right? Like I'm somebody who, I'm not trying to specialize in some particular strength thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just trying to be generally strong for what you said, for longevity. So when I'm 75 years old, I can still walk around without a a cane or a walker and be hunched over, right? So, you know, I think different things for different people is the right answer. Totally, So, yeah. Uh,
1: You know, my scientific backing to everything, a very hot and popular guy, you know, Dr. Andy Gaplin. Yeah, you ever heard, you know, everybody loves Dr. Andy Gaplin right now. Um, and, And I love him and I like people to listen to him because of his answers. It's how I listen to every single podcast and I'm gonna do it a thousand times. Every answer is, it depends. It's like, what's the context? And he's the only, he's one of the only people in the strength, conditioning, or health and fitness world right now that answers it every time. And I'm like, I love it because, like, it really, it's like, I don't know. It depends. Yeah. It's like, listen, I'm a lawyer and that's how we answer absolutely everything
0: is, well, what right. about this? Well, it depends. Exactly. And so I, I get that. Because it's not always black and mm-hmm. white. It's not always a clear answer on everything, and not every answer is right for every situation. Right. So that makes total sense. Right. You mentioned kettlebell, and you've gravitated mm-hmm. towards that. Just uh, real quick, I'm sure we'll talk about that more in the future, too, but I'm just kind of interested, how did that sort of pull you into that? Because I... I love it I wasn't familiar with kettlebells until I met you and to me it's fun I mean that's why I enjoy it I think they're yeah. fun to work with and it, it feels it feels cool to play with kettlebells but I'm just kind of curious about that
1: well it was the end of the yang of like what I was doing with the barbell and in in uh, strongman training um, I wasn't quite aware of my weaknesses I wasn't quite aware of of my movement pattern discrepancies and and things that were going on because I could put, four or 500 pounds on my back and squat down, and stand back up with it. I could pull 600 pounds off the floor all the time. And I was, you know, driven to keep doing it. And when I got the kettlebell, it took me a while. Like it took me a really long time to, to fully get into it. I kind of thought it was a joke. I kind of played around, did stupid stuff with it. But then I saw like really, really strong people, very strong and mobile people. Um, one who I've I've really looked from the very beginning I've followed and I really uh, enjoy his everything he offers is, is Dave Whitley. Um, he was a part of RKC. He was a part of Strong First. And I've been able to be around him a little bit. I don't know him personally very well. But um, Dave was a guy that, man, he just like showed me like, oh, my God, there's a whole different world to this, like, to this kettlebell. First of all, like everybody's been making fun of me about playing with a kettlebell. I've never seen somebody grab a 106 pound kettlebell and just throw it around, you know? And then I'd, hey man, I lived with one of the best powerlifters on the planet, one of the best squatters on the planet, Blaine Sumner. Squatted, you know, over a thousand pounds raw, can't even count how many times I've seen it. I mean, like, that's, that's another thing I love in this is like my knowledge, like, I've seen more thousand pound squats than a hell of a lot of people who wanna talk about strength. And then I saw what a 106-pound kettlebell could do to, a, like, a 365-pound man. And it could just – he couldn't – it's crazy, yeah. you know. And to kind of get off on a tangent here, but about that story, like, with Blaine, to watch that same sort of thing, like, all of his movement discrepancies, his weaknesses. Yes, tons of them. Weaknesses in somebody who's able to squat a 1,000 pounds. I finally – Got to see him get hooked up with Dr. Stuart McGill, who's one of the world's leading back spine specialists. And it goes back to everything we started this with. What Stu did was a deliberate approach on the basics. And he looked him in the eyes when they spent that time. And he was the the realest person to him to say, your lifestyle is now 100% dedicated to moving around this pain. Anything that's going on, you know what I mean? Like he had to rebuild himself, but it wasn't, yo, you rebuild yourself through these exercises three, four, five times a week or every day. It's no, you think about how you stand, you think about how you sit, you think about how you walk, you think about how you touch every weight from here on out. If you want to be back on the top of the world again, then you must do these things. Brian Carroll worked with uh, Dr. Stuart McGill, wrote a book about that. Um, God, I can't remember what it's called, but uh, Brian Carroll and Dr. Stuart McGill wrote an awesome book. It's a powerlifter who just tore his back up, and you see the simplicity and the basic shit that they do for rehabilitation. But you realize it's not so basic when it's like, no, you got to actually learn how to do the exercise, and you got to live with that exercise. And I think the, the most interesting thing is all of the things that they do and everything that we work on, and all these correctives, no matter what, they always come back to the third pillar. They always come back to the breath. You know, there are physical therapists, there are coaches, there are teachers, there are yogis that are like curing all sorts of shit out there with breath work. And I have done a Wim Hof course. Um, it was one of very, very s- educational for me in, in one aspect. When I went to the course I was pissed off because everybody else who attended the course was excited to go attend the course and nobody like put any work in. It was like half the people didn't even like really follow the YouTube videos or like do the online stuff and they were there like teach me how to breathe. But the the message was breathe. I don't care if it's through your mouth, I don't care if it's through your nose, I don't care if it's wrong. I want you to start exploring your breath. And as you do Six months later, you're, I mean, you might not be a master, but all of a sudden, if you're focusing on your breathing every day, you're going to become a breath expert. You're going to start to feel those two, three, five, ten 10 minute bouts of like, oh my God, that makes me feel so much better. That helps my recovery. That helps like my mental cognitive thoughts and all, and you know, it goes back to what I was just saying about Blaine. Then it's like, anytime I can start thinking about the way I'm breathing, it's probably a pretty good idea. And that's one of those things that cannot be argued by people who know. They always go, yep, that's a pretty damn good idea. Man, that makes
0: just that philosophy of thinking about your breath. Just think about it, Mm because we don't. We don't. I've been thinking a lot about that lately, that that's an area that I know has always been lacking for me. And particularly with, you know, we we think a lot about it, like if we're doing a kettlebell swing, right? We talk about how to use your breath in that. Or if you're going to you know lift something heavy over your head, there's a good way to breathe and doing that. Mm -hmm. But do we think about that more broadly? And I know I don't, except that I think about that. I need to think about it. (laughs) I need to do something about it. So I'm, I'm I'm really looking forward to talking more about that. And especially, you know, right now I'm in a situation where I'm injured. And so I can't do a lot of the sport things. I can't Mm -hmm. lift right now. I mean, there's a lot of things I can't do right now, but there's absolutely nothing that would keep me from doing breath work, but
1: I'm not. And that's, that's like, and it are you arguably might be the biggest, best thing you can do. Like it might be the thing that it sucks that you can't do your squats and your kettlebell swings and things right now. Of course that, that gets to you, but it's like there's a silver lining. Like it might actually be better that all of a sudden in your life you spend a month really diving into your breath and you like, you know, um, it, it'll have nothing but like people do not understand the physiological, the biological level uh, of what breathing really does mm-hmm. until we're in those dire straight moments. You know, and that's why I love the culture of like the ice bath or the cold shower. It's like, you know, you jump into that 40 degree water and (laughs) and it's like, man, it's your breath. Your breath is the only answer here. And a lot of times your breath is the only answer under a barbell. And we've just, you know, so we've got to get back to these things. I've, that's kind of bringing it all full circle. It's like anybody that was in the know. um, And my biggest influence with this is Paul Check you know, his, his four doctors, um, which I think every human should buy the book, how to eat, move and be healthy by Paul check and learn about the four doctors. Cause when you start reading the four doctors, it makes total sense. It's like, look within yourself. How do you move? How do you eat? How do you think? How's your gut? You know, like, and when you start to assess each one of those and you actually like realize how they all affect each other, it just, anybody can start to put A to B to C then. Yeah. But we just got to go back to those those details. And Paul was the one back in the day that was putting YouTube videos out that were like, um, it's not what you eat. It's it's like the soil that it's from and stuff. And, you know, it gets out there, but he's right. Like he's 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 right. And he's just trying to – it sounds – he's a little further down the spectrum than a lot of people, but he's like ultimately trying to say, I'm trying to give you the most nutritious of the nutritious. Right. And so that's just, that's where we're all trying to get to eventually, Absolutely. hopefully. <laughs> we may have to do an episode
0: one of these days just on the four doctors. And, uh, and the four doctors.
1: I think it's the most life-changing thing that like literally everybody can do. I don't understand how it's not talked about more. I don't understand like w- literally why doctors don't use that system. His four doctors, pardon, his newest um, pr- release of the how to eat, move, and be healthy. That whole section's gold, man. I mean, it's almost better than... Any certification I've ever gotten, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> it's like it's just real. That one chapter is yeah, hundred uh, percent. Yeah, no, it makes
0: total sense. So, okay, we've talked about these three pillars. We've got the mm-hmm. eat eat real food, the mindful movement and strength training. We've got the the breath work and and working on your mindful breath. Think just thinking about your breathing. Yeah. So for somebody out there that maybe here's this like this is really appealing yeah. as a newbie. Like what what are my first steps? What's the first thing? that you would say, like, what's my roadmap for kind of going down this and and starting to think about living that green strength lifestyle?
1: Um, How I always, you know, I like to to shout out other people. I like to, you know, not make this about just myself. Green strength is a facilitator. And so I'm going to stick with what I always tell everybody. Look up the Whole30, man. There's so much great stuff out there. Just see what real food is. See the shopping list and see this is real food. This is a list of proteins. Carbs, vegetables, fats, start eating them. Start enjoying them. Start, if you really need help, look Whole30 Recipes. There's going to be a million blogs. You'll find all the things you need on there that'll be able to help your whole entire family from your kids. There's, there's no excuse. Like you can make this work in a household. They've put all the stuff out there. It's there. The frequently asked questions are there. So I'd say get on that Whole30 train, man. Just start eating real food. It doesn't have to be every single meal. You know, if you eat twenty meals a week right now, and we change one in week one, we've won. Yeah. You know, two in week two. It's it, it's that game. We all know that it's hard psychologically. We, that's the slow thing. We know if you go zero to one hundred percent, you're probably going to fail. Like you everybody got knows, you got nowhere to come back to. Right. Like it's a good, oh, cool, quick start, but you're going nowhere. Yeah. Um, so we start with just food. Uh, We start drinking more water. We start putting real food in our body and making that a priority. That is going to cascade and just give you more energy, period. It's going to take away joint inflammation. It's going to take away aches and pains sometimes of things. It's going to help you recover faster. It's going to help you probably sleep better, which is all going to make your daily movement just more enjoyable. For starters, it doesn't have to be anything fancy. Like, you literally just need to be like a kid. I I would suggest put a five-minute timer on, lay on the ground, close your eyes, breathe, and just move around, man. Like that everybody wakes up in the morning, does some sort of stretch, whether they know it or not, continue it, keep it going. Later on in the day, think about, I've been watching TV, I've been playing on this computer. I can get up, I can go for a five, ten-minute walk. That's all it takes. Three, four hours later, do the same thing. And always sit on the floor for a minute, move around. So, daily mindful movement is just like put it, put a little ticker in your head. I got to move around more. It doesn't have to be anything, but it could be a walk. I got to move around more. Um, and cognitively, what that does, we know everybody's talking about what exercise does to them cognitively now. So, it's just going to do nothing but enhance your well being and uh, your fitness levels, too, of course. And the third, the breathing. Um, you know, my story of how I started getting on to that, like I, that's why I put the, the be here now quote in there from Alan Watts, um, because that really exemplified what breath is to me. It's like, slow down, stop, like pay attention to the one thing that matters, pay attention to your life force for a second. So again, All you gotta do is lay on the floor, lay in bed, wherever it is, wherever you're comfortable, take five minutes, close your eyes, turn on some soothing music, listen to I personally love to listen to the old Alan Watts speech or, you know, like Carl Jung or or whatever it is, and just kind of listen and breathe. I it's an amazing euphoria. It's an amazing feeling how five minutes of breath can make can energize you, can make you feel good, can change your thoughts. That's the thing that gets me the most. I mean, I can have negative thoughts and just breathe for a second and wake up and, and be like, that, that was, that was crazy. That was crazy. You know, yeah. it's, it's almost crazy. Cause it's like, it's like a antidepressant or something right there, Absolutely. but it's our breath. So it's very simple, man. We just got to start being conscious of putting more fruits and vegetables and good proteins and good things in our body. Um, and we just got to start moving around more. We got to go for a walk every day. We got to get out, do something, um, whether it's with a friend, a dog, anything, movement, doesn't matter. The Absolutely. breath, very simple. You wake up, take a minute, breathe, assess yourself, see how you feel. Before you're going to bed, take a minute, breathe. And you're pretty much on the point. Like it, the irony behind what I just said right there will, if somebody started following that 80% of the time, man, change your life. It would change your life. And it's, 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 pretty crazy how that stuff does. Man, I I love that look
0: into the green strength philosophy, the three pillars. This first episode has me inspired, ready to go, Um, especially in the situation I'm in, like to really think about there are still so many things that you can do no matter where you're at in life right now, Uh, whether it's you are injured or you feel like man, I can't get in there and he's talking about hundred pound kettlebells well I can't do that well you don't have to that's not the starting right. point there's a there's a ground level that we can all start at and I love it and i'm I'm super pumped to get into this to to bring you more episodes so give everybody as we're starting to close this out give us
1: a few little uh some things to look forward to in some coming episodes man i'm I'm really excited to do this because we have so many people that we're going to talk to just from an interview standpoint, so many different interesting people that are going to bring health and fitness to mindset, to just their own lifestyle changes. And we've got so much cool stuff um, that way. And then, man, I don't know. I've been around a lot of weird stuff in this world, and I just kind (laughs) of want to share stuff. I've been around thousand pound squatters. I've been around you know, professional hockey players to all the way to one of the baddest martial artists on the planet in uh, our sensei and, and my student, Rafael Lovato, Jr. So we're going to be talking to, to so many high-level people and um, and getting just as much information, mindset, diet, strength training. Uh, I, can't, I honestly can't wait to talk about... What I've done with Raphael over this decade because it's such a roller coaster, and I yeah. just can't wait because it'll piss so many people off because <laughs> everybody expects so much, and it really kind of falls into this first episode. Hey, like I think it's
0: great. We're yeah. gonna have everybody listening, whether they're fans or haters, it's all good. So, no, great.
1: We'll, we'll bring them all
0: in. Mm-hmm. So, um, so keep coming back. We're gonna try to bring these episodes to you every single week of the Green Strength podcast, yep. bringing you information from. Uh, Luke's experience and his background, as well as all these fantastic guests that we're going to tap into to bring all their mindset and their history and their experiences in so that you can tap into that. So join us here every week and every episode that you get here on the Green Strength Podcast and join this Green Strength community. We also ask that you please give us a referral. Tell somebody else. We know that you know somebody else out there that would love to hear this kind of information. So we love your referrals. So make sure you tell a friend about it as well. And you're going to be able to find this Podcast everywhere you get your podcast, whether it's Apple podcasts, Google play music, Spotify, wherever we're going to get them out there everywhere. You can get them. So keep looking out for these as they keep coming. Every single time we drop a new episode. So subscribe, leave us a review and send us your feedback. Cause we'd love to hear from you. So yes. before we close
1: out, Luke, tell everybody how they could uh, follow you beyond just the podcast. Um, I am on Instagram. It's at green strength, IV for green strength, the fourth, um, you can find me there. I'm on Facebook as well, Lucius Tyree. Um, the website is greenstrengthhq.com. So if anybody has any questions, um, send them our way, and we'll definitely have some episodes where we'll just be covering questions and answers and all that good stuff too. So Absolutely. So thank you so much for
0: being a part of the Green Strength community where we're getting back to the basics to move forward in strength, movement, freedom, and life. We'll see you next time.